Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks to all of those who've shared the podcast on Instagram and, and other social media. We appreciate it. Um, today, we're going to talk about the fight of faith. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take a hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. One of the things I believe is missing from uh, uh, a lot of uh, American Christianity is the fight of faith. There's a uh, defensive mode of faith, of expecting storms to come, and then, you know, hopefully the Lord will deliver me from the storm. Um, But faith is a fight. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. We're in a time now where we have to fight. There'll come a time Um, on the other side of eternity where there will be no fight left, right? There'll be no need to use our faith and to stand our ground because there'll be no adversary left. But as long as there's an adversary, there's going to be a fight. So being properly prepared for that, people want things just delivered to them. They want things easy. They want to be able to hire a faith bodyguard to be able to just uh, deal with all their problems. But as a child of God, you're entered into a fight. The reality is, is for people who aren't born again, they're losing the fight. There may be elements of their life that are easier. They may not have to believe a certain way. You know, there's a difficulty to Christianity. There's a difficulty that comes with standing up and and doing something that's hard, choosing to press through. It's easy to just not have a set of standards to live by. It's easy to be able to go and just do whatever your body feels like, right? It's the easy road. The Bible talks about it in Ephesians chapter 2. It says the course of this world. Hey, we just live for pleasure. We kind of just do what we want. We try to be successful and we try to live as long as possible, right? But uh, there's an an element of difficulty, but the reason we do it is because we see the finish line uh, in the same way that you may make a decision. Hey, uh, I'm going to keep myself from marriage because I want to have a good marriage. I want to, um, let me say that differently. I'm going to keep myself from marriage because I want to invest in my marriage in advance, right? I'm going to make changes now. I'm going to start exercising so I can invest in my future. I want my 80-year-old self to be happy with the decisions I made when I was 20. So you make decisions now differently. And so there's a fight of faith that comes. But um, the first thing that we need to understand is that they're in, that we're in a fight. If I told you today we're going to go hang out, but there's a good chance uh, we'll end up in an altercation, you're going to have a different mindset that than if you're just like, hey, if I just said, hey, we're just going to go hang out, wear your sweatpants, we're just playing video games. You're preparing differently, right? If I invite you to go play paintball with me, you're, you're dressing differently than if I invite you to come play video games at my house, right? And so it's the, you wouldn't be playing video games at my house because I don't have them. I'm just using this as an example. Um, those of you who are like, oh, Ryan's playing video games again. No. Um, but uh, fight the good fight of faith. Many people just never engage in the fight and they live in a Christianity of just letting life happen to them. But to understand, first of all, that there is a fight and the Lord actually gives us how to fight. So it says, fight the good fight of faith. Faith we know is based on what? It's based solely, we can only have faith in what? The word of God. If it's not in the word, we can't have faith for it. You can't pray a prayer. Lord, let that person get a divorce so I can marry them because that's contrary to the word of God, right? But you can pray a prayer. Lord, I'm asking you to uh, supply my financial needs. I'm asking you to meet my needs because that's in the word of God. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory, right? Um, The young 
young lions lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. There's, there's coverage in the word for your financial needs being met. And so it's based on the word of God. So our fight begins and ends with the word of God. Really, the word of God is the only thing that benefits in the fight of faith. Your knowledge of the word of God will actually lead you to a place of rest. I'm fighting and arguably arguably being more effective in the kingdom of God now than I've ever been. And I'm at the most rest that I've ever been. I'm not nervous about fighting. Uh, I'm seeing, seeing miracles take place, seeing abundance come in, seeing people get healed, seeing people get born again. I'm, I'm full time in the ministry and seeing greater results than ever before. But I'm at the most rest. I'm the, I'm the least nervous. I've ever been, you know, spiritually speaking, uh, I'm not worried about tomorrow, right? So there's a rest that comes, but it deals, it comes down to your preparation. So there's a couple things that the Bible talks about. First of all, it says, resist the devil and he will flee for you. So the first thing um, uh, you need to understand is that the devil doesn't have patience. And so we need to have patience. And so when a fight comes, just know that if you're willing to stand on the word, you will outlast the circumstance. You will outlast the devil. If he comes to attack an area in your life, you deciding, I'm standing on the word, you will outlast the devil. If you're going through a storm right now and it's, and it's difficulty, you know, you standing on the word, fighting the good fight of faith, you will outlast the devil. This is resisting the devil. I'm not going anywhere. I'm standing right here. If the devil's still swinging in a year, I'm still going to be standing on the word. But so many people are what James talks about in the book of James. And he says, the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. People don't want to think of themselves as unstable or double-minded, but it's true. It's they've never fully made up their mind to stand and fight. Uh, The Bible in in Chronicles, um, I'm going to read the scripture to you about the arm of the flesh. And it says, with him is only the arm of the flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. There's an arm of the flesh that comes where people try to work things out in the arm of the flesh and do things on their own. And whatever that may look like, if, if the Lord's called you to go to Bible school and then Uh, the first thing you think about is, oh, the funds. I don't know. How am I going to take care of the funds, right? The money side is, is, uh, how am I going to work that out? How does that make sense? And then, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I won't go to Bible school this coming up intake. I'm going to wait and I'm going to, for a year, just enter the workforce and just work and set aside money. So that way when I go and people have their own plans and ideas where people, people don't like the feeling of having to believe God. It's like, man, I'm going to have to just believe God. It's going to be, it's actually going to test my faith for real. That's an uncomfortable feeling of like, man, if, if, if I can't grab a hold to this by my faith, I'm going to fall flat on my face. But that's the place of testing where you have no other options, but to look at the word of God and say, God, if it doesn't work for me, I have no, excuse me, I have no other options. I have no second choices. Lord, I'm completely dependent on you. Many people, when it comes to their bodies, this is where they end up. They, they're the, the John G. Lake called them the last resorters, right? They've gone to every doctor. It's like the woman with the issue of blood. She'd gone to these doctors and she hadn't gotten any better, but grew worse. And she was finally like, well, I guess Jesus is coming through. Let me do this. And she had the faith and she received her miracle. But what if she had found Jesus before, you know, she would have had money left in the bank account and 
and she wouldn't have grown as worse, right? But people leave it to the end. I guess worst case scenarios, if I get down to the end, I'm just going to have to believe God. No, choose to believe God now. Who else are the promises of God's word for? Who else are they for? Why do you wait till all other arm of the flesh options are exhausted before you say, okay, I guess I'll have to believe the Bible. Is God, is that the way God wants it? That you run out of options and now you have to turn to him? Like turn to him. He's your provider. He wants to bless you. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. He said in Job thirty six eleven, if you obey and serve me, you'll spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. God's not got some like, oh, since you have nowhere else to go, this is your, this is my final offer offer and it's kind of crummy. Like God has a plan for your life. And so it's deciding, it's making up your mind. I'm not leaning on the arm of the flesh. I'm I'm not going to be a double-minded man and say, yes, I'm going to trust God. And then I'm trying to do it on my own. And yes, I'm going to trust God. Can we speak plainly here? This is what people do. Yes, I'm believing the Lord for my healing. And then the next time you see them, they're like, no, I decided I'm going to go to chemotherapy instead. It's like, what are you doing? That's not both. That's not both. Like either it's supernatural healing by the hand of God or it's chemotherapy. One is believing God and one's believing the doctor. And if you decide I'm going to believe the doctor and you have more faith in the doctor, then it's fine. I'm not here to tell anybody, stop taking your medication. I'm just saying, what if make up your mind what you're going to do? Because it's not both, right? You're either believing the Lord for his supernatural healing by the power of God through what the Bible talks about, the laying on of hands, through uh, the word of God, where you throw yourself over on the word and say, I have no other choices. I'm either dying here with the Lord or I'm I'm getting better. I'm, I'm seeing a miracle take place. Many people, they wait till the doctor has no more options left. And then they're like, okay, finally. And then you'll see people get healed, right? You'll see people get raised out of their their deathbed. But it's until they've exhausted every other option. The doctor has no more choices for me. I guess I'm going to go and believe the Lord for my healing. Uh, It's the same thing. Uh, I guess, you know, financially, I've got to the end of the month. I've got one day left. I tried to do everything else. The Lord will direct you and lead you. The Lord will guide you in what to do. Um, And so there's the arm of the flesh. So make sure whatever it is, and I'm not here giving medical advice, right? That's not the purpose of this podcast, but just understand the one is the arm of the flesh and one's, one's leaning on the Lord and you choose, but either way, you have to make up your mind what you're going to do and then not have it. People like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And then their work. And then they miss the timing of God going to Bible school because they're like, well, it made more sense financially to just do a work a year in the workforce. They just never end up. The Lord had a financial plan. He had someone that he was going to speak to, 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 Hey, I just, the testimonies I hear from students, Hey, I, was believing the Lord and I never a place to stay. And someone came up and gave me rent money for a year. I didn't even know him. Right. And so you hear these testimonies of things the Lord did, but it's when people say, Lord, I'm just choosing to obey where Abraham, the Lord said to Abraham, go leave the, the, the place of your people and go to the land. I'll show you. He didn't even say where to go. He just said, go. And Abraham was like, all right, I'm packing up and I'm leaving. He was going to the, where are you going? The promised land. Where is it? I don't know, but I'm going. The Lord's going to lead me, right? And so you see this faith, this trust, and that's faith. And that's the fight is to decide. And then when it comes to battles, right? When it comes to things that we, when that, uh, where the devil attacks, like in your health, like in your finances, the key is just deciding I'm standing on the word. I'm using the word as a hammer. I'm not backing down from the word of God. And that's why 
putting the word of God in your heart is so important. I'm going to end with this, but I see so many people, they wait until the battle comes to prepare. If you were going to war, when would you want to be you would want to be fully dressed and equipped and with your sword drawn when when the attack comes. You wouldn't want someone to get one blow in and then all of a sudden you're trying to put on your helmet and then you're trying to put on your shield and then you're trying to... You, prepare your spirit now for battle. It's like someone, if you knew, hey, you're going to have to run a half marathon, 13.2 miles. You're going to have to run this, 13.1 miles. You're going to have to run this in uh, in... February. Most of you could, if you started now, maybe not February, maybe March, most of you, some of you would be ready to go right now, but most of you, if you started preparing and running two, three times a week, you could actually get your body ready to do that now. But what about the person who's like, oh, okay, marathon, yeah, I'll figure it out, and they never run, and they've never run, and then they get out there the day of, and all of a sudden, they're faced with the reality that they can't even run three miles, let alone 13.1 miles, right? They don't have stamina for it. And so, so many people, they wait, oh, you know, I'm in good health now, so I don't need, you know, I don't need to believe the Lord for healing. You know, healing and health are two different things. Healing is where, hey, I've, I've got an issue and I need it. Health is God's protective services over your body. I walk in health. The Lord protects my body from sickness, from disease. There's two different things, but you begin to put the word of God in your heart. Man, I'm going to believe the word of God on healing. I'm going to see it produce in my life. And then even if I'm not using it for my own body right now, as far as a healing, if there is no major thing wrong with my body or even minor thing, I can put this word in my heart because what happens is when you hide the word of God in your heart, you you become someone who it pours out of you and you bring health to other people. Man, I, wherever I go, I lay hands on people and they recover. You become a dispensary of healing, of health for other people. And so, so many people wait, oh, you know, I got this diagnosis from the doctor. I guess I should probably reading read a book on healing. Why don't you why don't you get prepared before the fight comes? Start putting the word of God in your heart before the fight comes. Because the truth is, if you wait, if you're feeling bad and all of a sudden you're trying to put the word, not that God can't do it and, and you can't have faith for it, but you don't feel like having faith when you're sick. That's why some people they're like, Oh, I'm you know, I'm a person of faith, and then they get sick and they're like, I'm not going anywhere, I feel terrible, and they're just speaking the diagnosis, right? They're speaking what they feel. Because it's not the time to try to build your spirit when you're feeling terrible, right? It's the time to do it beforehand. So get prepared beforehand. Start training now. Be prepared that when the time comes, hey, I stand on the word that, that God's going to provide all my needs. I have this word hidden in my heart. What are, the, what are the three doctrines? Here's a practical thing. What are two or three doctrines where you say, I need to have a greater foundation in the word? I want to see you grow. I'm continuing to grow. I'm not taking anything for granted. I'm continuing to grow and put the word of God in my heart concerning things. Uh, and for me, there were times where I, I waited too long and then an attack would come. And then I was, re, you realize how little faith you have in an area. But day by day, man, I need to improve on healing. I need to improve on the blessing of the Lord. I need to improve on salvation. I need to be ready to give an account for why I'm born again. I need to be able to properly preach the gospel and begin to search out the scriptures and memorize them. Put them up on your walls around your the place where you live. Read them every day and hide the word 
word of God in your heart. Man, take 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day outside of your morning. If you have a Bible plan or reading time, but take 15, 20 minutes to meditate where you grab these scriptures and you put your phone aside and you grab these scriptures and you put them in your heart. Lord, I thank you. You said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils freely. You have received freely give. Lord, you said that there's a exceeding greatness of the power towards us as the believer. Lord, as I believe, Lord, your power is unleashed, uh, uh, is released towards me. Lord, you said that he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Lord Jesus, you said that it's the Father within you that does the works. I thank you that the same Father that was within you is within me by the Holy Spirit. And so the power of God flows through me, greater works that even Jesus saw. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you, Lord, that I'm a chosen vessel unto honor. Lord, that you use me. Lord, anything that's anything that's in my life that shouldn't be purified. And you begin to meditate on the word of God. There's victory in the word. Prepare for the fight. The fights come. Don't be unequipped. Prepare now for the fight. This is a call to arms. Get prepared. Get pre- I don't care if you have to carry cue cards with you as scriptures on them. Get prepared. The fight is coming. Be ready for it when it comes. In Jesus' name. I love you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next podcast.